Thank you, thank you. It's always a pleasure to be in the house of God. Amen. This morning we had uh, testimonies of people giving thanks to God uh, for the things that they have done. We've been on a journey as a church, praying and fasting, and people are getting results because God is still at work. Amen. And I know that he wants to do something incredible for you today. And so as I uh, speak today, just hear from God. Hear from God um, and purpose in your heart to just want more of him. Just purpose in your heart for more. I love the enthusiasm because that is exactly how we should be every day with God. That zeal, that energy, that excitement for the things of God. Because he's got so much he wants to do with you and I. He's not done yet. And so we need to be on the edge always excited for more. Because he's got a lot that he wants to do. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for your presence this morning. We thank you that Holy Spirit, you've already touched our hearts. And we pray that you just bless us in this service and speak to us, God. Reveal to us the mystery of God. Uh, Reveal to us the things of God. Reveal yourself to us that we may love you more and more each day. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Um, So yes, I am talking about accessing the kingdom of God by knowing God. God has got all these wonderful plans for us. We can pray, we can fast, but if we don't know who God is, we fall short. We don't actually get to experience um, what he's already ordained for us. And I'm going to tell you a very interesting story about how I missed out on that love of a natural father. But at the same time, even for those who have lived or gained that love of a natural father, you take for granted the love of God because you actually have never lived without Right. So in year seven, uh, in year seven, um, I was asked this earlier, we used to submit our birth certificates. So generally you could go from grade one to, you could go to grade one to seven without submitting your birth certificate for as long as you could hold your ear. That was your entrance into school. (laughs) So yeah, I made it to year seven. But the funny thing is, I actually spelt my name wrong. I always spelt my name with a Y because I thought that was what it was. Until I submitted my birth certificate, I was told it doesn't have a Y. (laughs) So I couldn't find my birth certificate. I went looking for it. Um, At this point, my parents had divorced, so I was staying with my dad. Um, And I thought, let me go to mom's house instead and see if I can find my birth certificate because I need to write the final exams. And so I went in there. I knew she had a box where she would store, um, you know, old letters, postcards. Who used to remember those? Yeah, we used to write. Yeah. So she had in there letters that my dad used to write to her. And it was so interesting to me. I thought, ah, hang on. Let me see how romantic this man used to be. Seeing that now they're, you know, going their separate ways. I was intrigued. So I was reading through this. And then I came across a letter that my dad had written to my mom. Now, I'm born a twin. I'm twin two. Uh, but in this letter, he just expressed how he didn't think I was his child. <sighs> Unbelievable. So he was talking about how he didn't think I was his child, but I am a twin. How that happens, I don't know. But um, as you can imagine, I was devastated. I was crushed to learn that 
Now I have to go back and continue staying with him, but he's not my father, so who could it be? Was I swapped in hospital, you know? And there was no DNA, so I couldn't go down that line either. But all of a sudden, the anger, the attitude, I, I was confused. I was so confused. So no matter how much he loved on me, no matter how much he provided, I couldn't receive it. Because in my mind, I was set that he was not my father. Because that's what I had read. So what followed is just a nightmare. But thank God, thank God for salvation. I got saved about six months later. The confusion didn't quite go away after salvation, but at least finally I read that God was a father to the fatherless. You can imagine the delight, the joy of knowing Psalm 139, that I was actually, God spent time thinking about me before I was uh, formed in my mother's womb. It was magical knowing that I have the love of God, the love of a father. And I share this story because of exactly what is happening around us. There's so much turmoil. I work in child protection. We see the brokenness and it goes, it spans across generations because of the absence of the love of a natural parent. Now, when that happens, it makes it even harder for anyone to comprehend the love of God who they cannot see. And that's why you find people go on a spiral of they're trying so hard to understand God. They slip up again. They try, they slip up because they haven't quite understood the love of God. They haven't known God. They know who God is, which is head knowledge, but they don't know God from experience. And that's why testimonies are so important. As Pastor David was saying, write them on the uh, red top table. Because those are unquestionable, undeniable of the experience that people have had with God. When you know God as your healer because he healed you, it's different from when you know God because somebody told you he's a healer. It's so different. When you know God because he provided for you, it's different from knowing God because he provided for somebody else and you're still without. It's totally different. And so when we are praying and fasting and going on this, um, you know, going through this uh, exploration of who God is, learning the scriptures, coming for discipleship, we are trying to understand God and experience experience him. And that's why it is important to participate in those sort of programs that the church brings so that you experience him for yourself and you see him for yourself. He becomes tangible. So you don't see other people acting out or, you know, and then cannot relate who God is. You can relate because you've experienced it. And that's what I want for you this morning, that you realize a lot of the things that we ask for have already been ordained, have already been set out by God. All we need is to declare. And you can declare something when you believe it. That's the only thing. So we've been given dominion, yeah? 
given dominion and authority. To exercise it comes from the knowledge and understanding that indeed I am a child of God. He is my father. Amen. We read in scripture in Matthew 16 uh, of Jesus says uh, to the disciples, he's sitting with the disciples, he says uh, in verse 13, when Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do you say the son of man is? They replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But what about you, he asked, who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this, is, this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by the Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Amen. It's incredible uh, going through worship and hearing those amazing songs of how we can only go to the Father through Jesus Christ. He's the way, the truth, and the life. And this is Jesus here asking the disciples because he's been with them and they've experienced him. They've lived with him. He's asking them and challenging, do they actually know who he is? Because it's important to understand in this situation, some would have grown with him. They would have known him as the boy next door. They would have known him as somebody along the way, the son of a carpenter. But do they know who he is? as the son of man or as the son of God. And that is where the power lies. Identifying who God is will either open up windows for you or close them. Gives you access to the kingdom or not based on your belief on who you say he is. So who is he? He asks. He asks them, do you know who I am? Church, do you know who God is. Hallelujah. It is so incredible that as, as uh, Simon Peter answers this question, he's given a mandate right there that the church will be built upon him. You knowing God gives you purpose. Gives you purpose. And so when you ask of the things of God, they are accessible to you because of purpose, and it is so important. Turn with me to Psalm 16. Psalm 16. Knowing God will either challenge or establish your identity, your authority, your chain of command, your capacity, your history, your origin, your portion, and your inheritance. As we go uh, through Psalm 16, we'll go verse by verse. Psalm 1 says, Keep me safe, O God, for I have come to you for refuge. In this, David appears to have been in a crisis. A common occurrence uh, based on all 
that is written in the book of Psalms. But yet through all of this, he remembers that God is his refuge. In God, we find protection. In God, we find protection. It is very important to know that God is everywhere. All the time, he's with you. And he's willing to keep you safe. So there's no fear in God at all. At all. Fear does not exist in God because he wants to keep you safe. He's your refuge. You can hide in the shadow of his wings. God wants to love you intimately. He wants that for you. Psalm 139, you have searched me, Lord, you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise, you perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Knowing that God knows everything. Nothing is hidden to God at all. So that means even your situation is not hidden to God at all. At all. That makes it very easy for you to relate and to talk to God because he's right there as you're going through um, a difficult situation. Knowing that God also uh, is there to keep you safe knows that is also important because then you know that he loves you enough to discipline you. So even then, you are secure as you go through moments of discipline. You're still secure in his arms and love. Because we go through these challenges, some of which are part of the discipline. When we read the story of Job, we know his very difficult situation. Yet he did not falter because he knew God. He didn't know about God. He knew God. And was confident in knowing that through this circumstance, God will take him out victorious. Verse 2. I said to the Lord, you are my master. Every good thing I have comes from you. So to know God means you know that you have provision. You will lack nothing. So even in a situation of without, you can confidently say, you know what, God? I know my provision, my sustenance comes from you. And that is the joy of God. Amen. He's in complete control of what you have and what you do not have. Verse 3. The godly people in the land are my true heroes. I take pleasure in them. God is not a God who does things in isolation on his own. We know he's a true and God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. He, he does not work in solitary. He doesn't want you to be lonely. He doesn't want you to be on your own. That's outside of God. It's not him at all. God wants you to belong. And so knowing that you have a family that you can come to, and that's the body of Christ, that is so important, so important. As David says here, he takes pleasure in knowing that there is people 
godly people that he can look to as heroes. You are my heroes. As brothers and sisters in Christ, we need to view each other as heroes to each other. We get encouragement from each other's journeys and stories. And that's what we delight in. Psalm Psalm 1. Yes. (laughs) And then, so it's so important to know that uh, in all of this as well, because he takes that delight in his people, no matter how many we are, we don't need to earn his love, and it never runs out either. There is enough for all of us. Yeah? God demonstrated his love for us, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And that is the best thing, knowing that he is merciful. Amen. And then verse 4, troubles multiply for those who chase after other gods. I will not take part in their sacrifices of blood or even speak of the names of their gods. God is troubled by sin. When you know God, you know sin and God don't work together. You can't have one leg in, one leg out. You've got to stand true to God and have a good relationship with him. No doubt he's got grace that is sufficient, but don't abuse his grace. Don't abuse his grace. So God gets troubled by sin, and so should you and I. We should be troubled by sin. That means when we pray, we confess every time because we're imperfect people. So we confess because we want to experience that ultimate love of the Father. And that also means God gives us wisdom so that we stand firm and walk his ways. James uh, chapter 1 verse 5. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. So that means you can't just be sleeping up every time. You can't just be sleeping up every time. Look, we are human, I get that. But knowing God means you can ask for wisdom. God, I I don't know what I'm doing here. Give me wisdom to make the right decision. And that is the wisdom that we also get from the word of God. Reading the word of God is so important so that we get that wisdom. He lets us make our choices, even though he's still troubled by sin. He still allows us to make our choices. And in that, Romans 28 becomes alive when he turns it around for his good. All things work together for good to them that love the Lord. It doesn't end there, but are called according to his purpose. So your story has a meaning when it's in purpose with what God wants you to do. You are going through a difficult time. Your prayer must be, God, turn this around for a testimony. Turn this around that your name will be glorified. That is what is so important because that's what he's doing right now. And we don't see it until we are across on the other side. Verse 5. 
5 and 6. Lord, you alone are my inheritance, my cup of blessing. You guard me or you guard all that is mine. The land you have given me is a pleasant land. What a wonderful inheritance. Dave, David in this time going through strife understands the fullness of God. He finds contentment in that blessing that God has bestowed upon him. The inheritance that we all so desire in God brings contentment to us. And that's why it doesn't matter where you're serving. For as long as you're serving God, you will find peace and contentment. What stirs us up is being wrongfully positioned. So you could be working in calls or you could be a missionary. For as long as that's where God wants you to be, you'll find contentment. I was sharing earlier on how I get uncomfortable at the thought of going back home because I've been away so long. And now there are things I just cannot do anymore. <laughs> I, I just don't understand it, really. But I look at the missionaries. They're on the edge to catch the next flight, to go on the mission field in different countries. And you just wonder, like, who does that? They find contentment because they are in the fullness of God. They understand the blessing of God. They know God. They experience God. It doesn't matter whether you're a nurse, you're a teacher, you're a student. God has positioned you where you are. Serve him. Serve him with all your heart. Okay, and be content in knowing the blessing of God is upon you. Verse 7 and 8. I will bless the Lord who guides me even at night. My heart instructs me. I know the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken for he is right beside me. Yeah. Knowing God means being guided by him all the time. God is your GPS. He shows you which way to go as well as which way not to go. Yeah? Don't get lost. That's what God is there for. Day and night. When you know him, you have an inner discernment of which way you need to go. You know right from wrong. You've got the wisdom that comes to you. You've got the Holy Spirit in you to depend on, to guide you. And with that, it also means that God is approachable. You can go to him anytime because he wants to guide you. You don't wait until the situation explodes to approach and say, but God, this is out of control. Because you're supposed to be communing with God on a daily basis. It's also knowing that you don't get love today and not tomorrow. You don't get guided today and then he leaves you all alone and says, well, you made this decision. It was ridiculous anyway. He doesn't leave you stranded. He will still guide you and take you out of that situation. It is important to also know, and that's verse 9, and 11, 9 to 11. 
No wonder my heart is glad and I rejoice. My body rests in safety. For you will not leave my soul among the dead or allow your Holy One to rot in the grave. You will show me the way of life, granting me the joy of your presence and the pleasures of living with you forever. The love of the Father is not just for our mortal bodies. It's eternal. It's not for the life we just live here on earth. We're investing in a greater love forever and ever. And that's incredible. And knowing that means also then you know that whatever you go through in life, God has got the best for you in mind. He's got the best for you in mind. And that also means that you know that God's timing is perfect. So you wait knowing that it is well, God. It is well. Because his timing is perfect. And in that, you know then that you, if it's a no, it's because he's got your best interests at heart. Prayer and faith are keys that are set for us to access the kingdom of God. But we pray amiss when we do not know the God that we are calling on. It is my cry in this season. I was sharing also that I love Australia being a multiculture. I love it. I can be free in this land. But what I despise the most is the rising of other gods. With that comes the rising of other gods. May the Holy Spirit nudge you. May the Holy Spirit work in you. May he give you discernment that you can know God the Father and distinguish him from other gods and distinguish him from humanity. Knowing God the Father allows you to experience a greater love than you can imagine. Believe in me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Or at least believe in the evidence of the works themselves. Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing. And they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father will be glorified in the Son. You may ask for anything in my name and I will do it. May God grant you mercy. May he grant you grace and love, his righteousness, his holiness, his love, his peace, his joy, perseverance, patience, forgiveness, anything else that is good flows from the Father. We want to pray. And we want to pray, first of all, for those who have not yet known him. If you've never prayed to Jesus to come into your heart, We've just sang the way, the truth, and the life is only through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, who gave his life up for, um, up for us. We want to invite him into our hearts. And if you've never prayed that prayer, we want to pray with you that you connect with the Father through Jesus Christ. 
And if that's you, just raise your hand so we know who we're praying with. But we're still going to pray all the same. To reconnect and recommit ourselves and say, you know what, God? I need to come to know you more. With every eye closed, every head bowed down, hands on our hearts, let's pray. Lord Jesus, I come to you today. I ask you to forgive me of my sins and turn me from my wicked ways. I believe that you are the Lord and the Savior. And I ask you to be the Lord of my heart from this day forth. In Jesus Christ, amen. And we will sing this song. As we sing, we're going to open up the front. And we just want to pray and recommit ourselves to knowing the Father. Accessing the kingdom of God and everything that has already been established. Whether it's your health, whether it's your finances, your employment. Whatever it is that you're believing God for was already ordained right from the beginning of creation. What separates us? is not knowing that we have it. So we need to reestablish our connection and know God one more time. And just say, God, I love you. So we will open up the front. And for those who are seeking healing, particularly from missing out on those natural relationships, may God restore his love for you. May you find healing and forgiveness that you will experience the ultimate love of the Father.